Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. For the people listening at home, we are recording this at the Wonderland Ballroom. For the people in the Wonderland Ballroom, please make some semblance of noise so people realize at home I'm not alone. There you go. There you go. It's important to have tricks. That was easy applause. The easiest applause ever came earlier this week at the State of the Union. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not boo a patriot like Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh, a Medal of Honor recipient, he is on par with Rosa Parks as an important contributor to this country. Rush Limbaugh is a goddamn patriot, and I will be playing the role of a heel, ladies and gentlemen. So Rush Limbaugh is an important figure in my life, and I didn't know this until Tuesday night. Now, I did not grow up with Rush Limbaugh in my life whatsoever. My, my family didn't play Rush Limbaugh in the house. They didn't play Rush Limbaugh on the radio. They didn't play Rush Limbaugh on the TV. But uh, we could turn the music off really quick. Sorry. We could, we could kill the music. Sorry. Because um, I can't afford those Daft Punk fees, so that's why we have to kill the music. <laughs> By the way, for the bartender, her name is Jasmine. It's her birthday tonight, so everyone birthday, give it up for Jasmine. Jasmine. <laughs> the second biggest patriot in this country, number one being Rush Limbaugh. So Rush Limbaugh is important to me in reasons I didn't understand because Rush Limbaugh was presented to me for the first time when I was in fifth grade. Now, I'm a little bit older than a lot of you. I'm 37 years old. And for the people that are older than 37, we're peers. Isn't that nice? It's nice to be outside of the house after our 30-year-old birthday. Anyways, Rush Limbaugh was played for the first time in my life in a fifth grade class by a teacher. A teacher played Rush Limbaugh's television show in class. Now, I didn't realize that that's fucking wrong. You should not do that as a teacher. I know that there's a teacher in the room. Please don't play Rush Limbaugh, even though he's a Medal of Honor recipient. Please don't play that for your students. But that's the first time me, Brandon Weatherby, ever heard the term feminist was on the Rush Limbaugh show. And I don't know what it meant. And I've had this fucking jingle in my head. I s apologize for the four-letter words. There's going to be a lot of them. I've had this jingle in my head for 25 years. I heard this for the first time 25 years ago. And the jingle was, we're fierce, we're feminists, and we're in your face. And that was the jingle I heard on the Rush Limbaugh show, which was played in my fifth grade class. And I didn't know what that word meant. And about a week later, I heard a band for the first time called Nirvana. And that band changed everything for me. And unfortunately, I have the job I have now because of Rush Limbaugh. Here's how that works. So I don't know if you guys know about this band. Uh, similar to Rush Limbaugh, they're called Nirvana. Now, Kurt Cobain was the lead singer of Nirvana. And similar to Rush Limbaugh, huge lover of heroin, huge lover of painkillers because he couldn't deal with the real world. <laughs> And that's the same thing that Rush did. I don't know if you guys know this. Here's another guy that's famous for drug use. He's also the voice of uh, Michigan, pure Michigan. Tim Allen, loved cocaine, went to jail for it, huge Republican donor. Anyways, I heard Nirvana for the first time. And I don't know if you guys know this, the opposite of Rush Limbaugh. They use the word feminist the way it's supposed to be. Uh, do you guys know what a feminist is? It's someone that believes in equal rights. That's it. That's the whole fucking gimmick. That's it. It's not complicated. And guess what? That's what I am because you know what? I'm not a fucking idiot. It's not complicated. And I wanted to make it clear to the listener at home, I'm literally standing on a chair and pointing at two women while I tell them what feminism is all about. <laughs> By the way, we've been doing this show for 12 years. This is the first time we don't have a woman on a live show bill since July of 2014. So I would just like to apologize to an entire gender. I apologize. Okay, moving on. Because of hearing Rush Limbaugh, 
in my fifth grade class in a Catholic school. What a shock. It was a Catholic school. I, uh, I, I got into this band Nirvana, right? So then I quit all sports because I was like, oh, only people that like sexual assault like football. No one, in the, <laughs> no one in the arts could ever be a bad person, so I quit football. I was a starting quarterback, and I quit to start a band because no one in the music industry is a bad person at all whatsoever. <laughs> it's never happened. So I was in a band, and then and then I continued to be in a band, and then I was the editor of a newspaper in, in a high school, and then I got kicked off of that because I ran a positive review of Dogma, which you shouldn't do in a Catholic school. So then I got kicked off of that, and then I started a zine, which you shouldn't do ever, period. It doesn't matter if you're in a sports or not sports. You should never do a zine. I regret all of these things, but this is how I got to where I'm at today. I worked in record stores and movie stores and movie theaters to see free media. That's before the internet. Now you can just steal everything. I don't know what I would do if you had to get all the shit. You had to go to a place to see a thing. Why would you do that? Now you could stay at home and watch the WWE Network. It's a set. It's a value. It's $9.99 a month, and they only have four annual shows in Saudi Arabia where they kill journalists. It's totally fine. Why are you saying, oh, they murdered a man who wrote for the Washington Post, which is like a zine, but bigger because it's owned by Amazon. Anyways, <laughs> this is how I'm at where I'm at today. And that's why me, am gr me, Brandon Weatherby, not a character, me, Brandon Weatherby, am incredibly grateful to the WWE Hall of Famer, Donald Trump. Say thank you, Donald Trump. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> How dare you shake your head no at me while I stand on a chair and point at you? He did that. He was in the he was in the Battle of the Billionaires. And here's why that's fun. One of those two men is a billionaire and it's not Trump. So, this is what the show is. In theory it will be good, in reality it'll be what it's going to be. That's a line from the great John Cena. And we have a house band, and we have a guest, and we have a comic, and we have another comic and it's going to be fun or it's not. We're going to figure it out. And that's why we're here. We're here today because I am living my best Rush Limbaugh life. In an ideal world, I also get addicted to heroin-level painkillers, become a huge fan of golf. I'm not addicted to painkillers yet. I don't have Rush Limbaugh money, okay? Back the fuck up. I'm not Tim the Toolman Taylor yet. <laughs> and we're going to do this show. This is like fresh air, but woke as fuck. Okay, so... Ian's going to play me on the show, and I will walk across multiple chairs. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Ian Graham, everybody. song is called about a girl and that's about a man who can't see the girlfriend that he loves every night because he's got to play shows and get addicted to heroin ian how are you i'm not addicted to heroin so so far so good i think it's the opposite you're not addicted to heroin so far so bad don't you want to be a good artist uh, anyways fair point ian um i like you quite a bit we've known each other for over 10 years at this point what's your favorite rush limbaugh story my favorite rush limbaugh story is the time that i was listening to it in my dad's truck mm -hmm. and i think i was about nine or ten and i said dad how come all the people who call in who don't agree with rush just get yelled at and hung up on and that's when I learned that conservatism is bullshit. And that's when I learned that you could just start your own podcast and hang up on fucking everybody. It's the best. I also learned that my dad, who is a lifelong conservative, 
actually doesn't believe any of it, and he's just cynical and awful. You've made no one feel good, and that's why we're friends. Um, I'm, I am now a father. No Rush Limbaugh story should make anyone feel good. Don't, how dare you uh, make fun of a, a Medal of Honor recipient? I think everyone needs to hang their head in shame for everyone that even thought about laughing about Rush Limbaugh <laughs> having terminal cancer and receiving the Medal of Honor. That's our reality. It's a fun time. What a pop. What a great fucking pop. <laughs> that one guy gets it. Okay, so uh, coming to the stage, someone's been on the show before. I like him quite a bit. Um, in his wrestling character, I hate him quite a bit because that's the point, and that means he's doing a good job. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Logan Easton LaRoe. You don't have to stand. Um, I was saying if you want to use the table is all. No. That's all. Uh, Logan Easton LaRoe is a, is a champion of the 1%. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, you are a professional wrestler. Is that correct? That's correct. You used to wrestle for Nova Pro, but they went under because all wrestling companies have to go under legally. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so what's your home company at this point? Home company at this point. I don't. Know, I'm kind of a man without a home, a man without a country. At this so you're point. a free, you're just you're a f you're a classic independent wrestler. You'll go anywhere where there's like thirty dollars, and maybe it's gonna take me forty dollars in gas to get there and back. You got my rider. Yep. All right. Um, here's why I like you. I knew you were a heel before. Okay, anyone the, the champion of the one percent is going to be a heel. For the people that don't know, heel is a bad guy, but all the heels are cool guys because it's 2020 and CM Punk changed everything. Is that correct? I don't agree with that. Oh, uh, get the fuck off my show. I'm from Chicago. Okay, so uh, you like Jeff Hardy growing up. Why don't you do heroin? <laughs> Fine. Crack. What do you? Whatever drug I of feel choice. Like Jeff is probably a meth, not a heroin guy. How dare you put Jeff Hardy in a drug box? I I apologize. Unless that box is a corn. It's a wrestling subscriber box where you get all the little yeah. trinkets that you don't actually want. He almost w or he did go to prison for a box that he received. There you go. Yep. <laughs> um. So did Vince, but guess what happened to Vince? So, uh, you're not a drug guy. No, not particularly. Why is that? <laughs> Health. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Professional wrestling, and now everyone seems to be healthy, save for Jericho, because Jericho's just having fun. Yeah, yeah. Jericho's got a drunken dad bod, and he's the best he's ever been, and that's <laughs> a that is a high compliment. I fully agree. Yep. Okay, but now all you motherfuckers are like fit, and you care about your body, and you don't want to die before forty. What's the deal with that? We're fucking nerds now. That's right. Okay. Problem. Would you describe yourself as a nerd? No. Okay, then why is every wrestling show lit worse than how this show is lit? <laughs> it, it's the worst. Okay, I think I've talked I, to you yeah. about this in the past, and this is my biggest problem with independent wrestling. The product in the ring is no qualms. I like it a lot, except death matches. I think they're stupid. But the lighting is so bad. If anybody here has gone to, say, something, I don't know, junior high, high school, and maybe had to see a mandatory play, why are those lit better than every professional wrestling match? I can't answer that for you. And here's how I'm going to give you the answer. Every promoter you talk to from here on out, 
tell them how they could just rent a spotlight and how if you just have a spotlight on the show and then maybe four work lights at a construction site around the ring, that will make it look more badass and better than anything ever. I totally agree. Okay, now please do this. Okay. Start pulling out the I'll, phone. I'll start, start texting Chikara right now. Okay. Um, have good lighting. Okay. Well, All right, they're, they're, for, chi- <laughs> they're for children. It's for kids. Right. This is not for cynical 37-year-olds. Are you happy right now? Yes. Why? Uh. That's not a knock. I want him to be happy. I want everyone to be happy. That's sincere. I think Rush Limbaugh would also want you to be happy because you're the <laughs> champion of the 1%. Probably true. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm happily married. Uh, it's been less than a year. Is that correct? It'll be a year in April. Yep. That's fantastic. Thank Congratulations. You. Applause. Nope. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Does she like what you do? Because you've done this since you were in high school. No, she does not like this. Is whatsoever. she trying to get you to not do this? Not verbally, but... But emotionally. Yes. How many wrestlers were at your wedding? Zero. Not There's a single a, one That's came. not a good thing. No, I know. Okay. I'm just... Ian was at my wedding. Yes, I was. That's right. Guess what happened at my wedding? Uh, my wife's a... I got drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's a real journalist, and I do something weird. And uh, I invited all like the weirdo artsy friends. Guess who did the most cocaine? Her friends, her real journalist yeah. friends. You never know. It's a, it's a weird. It's like how wrestlers today are clean. For sure. It's weird. Anyways, uh, you're the champion of the one percent. You, you've adopted this gimmick uh, around Occupy. Unfortunately, it's still uh, apt for today's culture. Absolutely. Um, are you ever worried about taking it too far? Yes, and in recent years, I think uh, even more so than before. Because things are too good at the top, or <laughs> but, but seriously, like, what are you afraid of doing at a local show? What am I afraid of doing at yeah. a local show? I mean, I think anything that steps over the line into Limbaugh territory could be. Uh, then why call yourself the champion of the one percent? Isn't that the I territory? Think, no, I think I'm on the okay side of the line. I think it's especially depending on your crowd, you can push it a different direction. Who's your, your favorite wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels, is that correct? Yes. Shawn Michaels pushed it so far that it became a joke, and then he became born again. Right. And had it, this is a true story. He had a tag team wrestling match with God on his side against Vince McMahon and his son. God, <laughs> God no-showed that match. God no, they, do you know how they portrayed God in that match? It was a single spotlight. A single spotlight. It looked amazing. I think that's taking it so far it becomes great again. I, I, no pun intended. <laughs> I apologize. That, it was not intentional. But do you see what I mean? Yes, I, and I would agree with you. Okay. I think the only... I, I, didn't, I didn't prep you on this before, but I have one gimmick idea for you. Okay. What's the biggest, most atrocious thing the champion of the 1% would be doing if he was actually part of the 1% right now? In real life. Just in general? Like ripping people off? or Kind of. It's putting children in cages. Okay. So, why not have a cage? And a child inside? Nope. All right. Once you win, you take one of the children <laughs> and put them in the cage, and that's how you do it. Do you like Roddy Piper? I do. <laughs> okay. Do you, think that, do you think Piper would be doing this if this was like 83 in L.A.? He's playing to a Mexican crowd, and he plays the Mexican national anthem, but he plays like cucaracha and bagpipes. To me, that's the equivalent now of what that was bringing out a kid or taking a kid and putting him in a cage. That's a real heel move. 
I agree. I'm kind of speechless. In all honesty, that's a great. Are you speechless because it's so atrocious? It's brilliant, or you just want to make this end as soon as possible? No, I would say the first. I okay, think it I think is brilliant. Yep. Um, I think that uh, that's the thing that right now that's just driving me insane. That that's our reality, uh-huh. and it makes everyone uncomfortable, as it should. But if you're the champion of the one percent, shouldn't you have that key to that cage? Is all I'm saying. Yes. Where do you want to be in five years? Happy. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I'm you're not. not a goal you're not thinking about companies right now. You're not thinking about wrestling. I'm not right a now. goal person. You're not a goal person. No. Okay. Um, you've wrestled uh, in the past year or two, arguably the two most fun slash exciting people that are your age. You've wrestled Orange Cassidy. Yep. And you've wrestled MJF. Yep. Now, for the people that don't know, AEW is a competitor for WWE. Um, Orange Cassidy, to me, that's the gateway drug to get normal people interested in wrestling. Because Orange Cassidy has the coolest gimmick going right now. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you want to summarize it or should I? No. Uh, if you want to, if you have a good summary. He's doing Lou Reed circa 74. He's going up on stage in a white t-shirt and a, and a Canadian tuxedo and no selling. And it's brilliant and it's beautiful and he looks cool and there's a kid in the front row at a lot of shows cosplaying as a, as Orange Cassidy. Yeah. That's it. It's super simple but it's so not simple. There, uh, Effie is a relatively famous independent wrestler right now, a wrestler named Effie. Um, I think he summarized it far better than I could is that like in the 90s there was kind of the image of a wrestling fan as a redneck. So Stone Cold Steve Austin personifies that perp- perfectly. In the 80s, Hulk Hogan, super Ronald Reagan-y, pure America. Right now, everyone is laid back, kind of apathetic, like, I'm too cool to be at this wrestling show, but I'm still here. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy 100% personifies that. He takes it over the top, which makes it brilliant, and yes. it brings everybody in. I think that you are in the same wavelength as those two gentlemen. Thank you. Is that good or bad, though? Because, unfortunately, it seems that for a company, there's only that type of role, at most, two in the company. Yeah, I would agree. So there was a company that I have worked for since then, but initially when I was in contact with them, they asked me, why would I book you when we already have MJF? Yeah. What's your response to that? I didn't have a good one then, and I don't have a good one now. And here's your response. I bring out a kid in a cage. (laughs) You think MJF's the 1%? I'm going to put his fucking kids in a cage. I will pull out his bank statements. I'm going to ask the same question I asked Colt Cabana. How does your taxes look? Pretty good. Pretty is good. it a problem to file because you have so many independent contractor uh, filings? Or is it a situation where, like, don't worry about it, I don't make that much? Uh, the second. Okay, that's good, I guess? Well, I don't know. I'm hoping the IRS isn't listening. but well, Yeah, they love podcasts. Right. <laughs> um, I did open with Rush, so they're on my side. Don't worry about it, brother. And I said brother because Hulk Hogan. Says brother. And you're a huge fan of Hulk Hogan, and that's why you got into wrestling, because of all the personal beliefs of Hulk Hogan. Is that true? <laughs> no, no. What? No. I thought you were the champion of the 1%. No. He's before my time anyway. I'm like suburban commando Hulk Hogan. I was never a Nitro kid. It's not for me. Who do you like right now that you've wrestled that is making it quote-unquote big? Who, uh, who's making it big currently? Yeah. Um, so my shirt right now, he's technically not a wrestler, but the former Stokely Hathaway is now yes. Malcolm Bivens on NXT. Perfect example. He, uh, I hope in, if there ever was a real textbook on wrestling, as far as social media and wrestling, Stokely Hathaway should have his own chapter. So for the people that don't know, he's not a wrestler. Right. He's a manager, which is 100% a lost art as well. 
my favorite guys, I don't give a shit about the in-ring stuff. Like, yeah, my favorite guy's Piper. Right. Like, he, he's <laughs> a brawler. Good. Yeah. He's amazing. He's the best. Right. And then number two is Punk. I don't give a shit about seeing Punk in ring. And then the rest is just Heenan highlights. I just want to hear the talkers. Where do you think that's – why has that gone away? I, I don't know. I think everyone in their mind decided, like, we really care about in-ring wrestling. And I think wrestling is kind of boring right now because of that. Because, like, it's such a harsh move away from the Attitude Era and Piper, all those kind of guys. It's kind of like if, to make a nerd analogy, is, like, everyone moving away from Schumacher Batman to everything has to be dark and gritty. Yeah. So it's like everything has to move away from characters and be strictly in-ring competition now. What could bring that back? Is there anything? Because there is a few, uh, literally every manager in every company I enjoy. Selena Vega is amazing currently yeah. in WWE. Yeah. You mentioned Stokely. He's amazing. MJF is essentially a manager that happens to wrestle. Sure. These people. Orange Cassidy is a manager. Yeah. For the best friends, essentially. So, like, why, why is that not every segment? Uh, this is a pointless question because, like, you're not the producer of any of these <laughs> shows, so I apologize. How many people are in your stable currently? In my in the one percent currently in the one percent, I guess just me in the one in the head of the class. I'm sorry. Yes. For flying V in Silver Spring, Maryland, there are four others. Okay. Uh, do you want me to name them or? Yes. All right. It's great podcast content. It's, uh, Killian McMurphy, or Murphy, uh, Sage <laughs> Phillips, Eel O'Neill, Alan Clayball, Alan Clayball. He wears a hat. Okay. The fact that you got two of the names somewhat correct makes me think that you're at the 1% of that class. I would say I am the head of the class. That's fantastic. That's okay, great. Um, when, when did you decide to use Radiohead as your entrance music? Because to me, that's a perfect heel move. So technically, it's Lupe Fiasco sampling Radiohead. No, it's Radiohead. It's, radio, it's the national anthem Radiohead. Yeah. Uh, I, as soon as I came up with Logan East LaRoe character. Why LaRoe and not LaRue? You, a lot of people pronounce it LaRue. I don't... It doesn't You don't me. care? No, Fantastic. Don't care. Um, has the blonde hair and blue eyes helped you in life? Yes. Fantastic. What does your wife think of your face? Punchable. Therefore, she's cool with you wrestling. Yeah. I mean, she's never like... I think there's a big, especially in my generation, that is like, it's fake, so you're not going to get hurt. But that's not true. No, it's not true at all. <laughs> yeah. I, Let's go through your injuries. What's the most recent big one? Uh, about a year and a half ago, I'm pretty sure I broke a rib because I have a weird lump here yeah. now. That's probably the most recent painful one. Now, you are a teacher. Yes, in real life, I am a teacher. Do the kids know? Uh, some of them do. Some of them will be like, Mr. Waite, my real name is Logan Waite. Uh, I found your YouTube channel, and I just deny, <laughs> deny, deny. But your, gi your entering gimmick is... Like your face. I mean, you have another thing with the with the mask or someone that looks like you. Somebody whatever. looks like me with yeah, a mask, yeah, yeah. sure. But like, it's not hard to figure out. Nope, that's you. Right. Have a has a parent ever come to you with yeah, this? Yeah. So uh, the most recent this year is back to school night. I was like, I did my stupid PowerPoint po presentation. I was like, any questions? And every single question was related to wrestling afterwards. Was it like, this is cool? Or like... Yeah, no, everyone... I mean, fortunately, everybody's been pretty positive about it. No one... Uh, there's, as far as I know, there's never been an angry email to my boss about rolling around with guys. Do you want to have a child? Eventually. Do I want to or will I? Both. I Answer both. I'm going to say a hard maybe on both. Okay. Will you let your potential maybe child watch wrestling? Yeah, definitely. Will you encourage it? Yes. My wife probably will not. Okay. 
do you want to stay married? For tax reasons. Fair enough. <laughs> What's her gig? Uh, she works for the Democratic Party. She's a media buyer. Have you ever asked her how it feels to be a loser? <laughs> I'm she, the heel. She pays the majority of the mortgage. Yeah, I know so that. Oh, okay. You're a teacher that I'm wrestles. Yeah, right. <laughs> we know who pays the majority of the mortgage. Where do you live? Not the address. Where do you live? No, I know where he lives. Okay, I I know, you live okay. in Virginia, right? I live in Fairfax, yep. How's that? It's great. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I mean, it's, it's a suburb. It's fine. Are you, is your wife happy that the state's completely blue now? Yeah, I would say so. Are you depressed as the champion of the 1% that the state's completely blue I now? I think the character of Logan Easton Leroux would be yeah, unhappy yeah. about it. Yep. Um, you could wrestle for any company in the next six months. Who do you wrestle for? I guess AEW. I want to say WWE. But? But as you brought up the Saudi Arabia thing and... Uh, like they don't do enough shows there? <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the biggest problem? Exactly. No, I, uh, everyone I know who works for AEW seems pretty happy there. Everyone I know who works for WWE does not seem as happy. You s but your favorite dude is Shawn Michaels who yeah. works for NXT. Mm -hmm. You would still choose AEW over NXT? I think... Uh, I would become a better wrestler through WWE than I would at AEW. Okay, okay. How old are you? I'm 29 now. Do you feel like there's a time limit on this? Yes, definitely. What is that? Uh, it keeps getting pushed back. When I first started, I said, at 27, if I don't have a contract, I'm done. But obviously... Well, didn't you start at like 16? I did start at 16, yeah. Like, so on. yeah, what the what fuck do you, do what you, do you know at fucking 16? fucking no, kid. Yeah, right. And you like Jeff Hardy, so the fact that you're just not dead is pretty impressive. He's not dead either. Well, he should be. <laughs> because of all the needle drugs and cocaine. Snorting drugs, yeah. And all drugs. All drugs. Have you ever wrestled at the Gathering of the Juggalos? No, and that was a goal. I said I'm not a goal-oriented yeah. person, but at one time that was. Yeah, what's on the bucket list? Wh who do you want to work for thus far? Or left? <laughs> you know, so uh, after Nova Pro closed, the company that took over Nova's WrestleMania show... I don't know how much of your audience is wrestling don't, people. Don't okay. fuck, this is clearly for me. All right. <laughs> I wrote a book about how Donald Trump and Vince McMahon are the same person. You think this is for anybody but me? It's for me, baby. All right. So this <laughs> WrestleMania show. Also, I said Piper's my guy. Of course this is for me. Don't worry about them. They'll okay. come on board. They're great people. Um, the company that took over the Nova WrestleMania show, which was going to be a big show, it ended up being an Orange Cassidy-themed show. Yeah. They said, just give me any name you want. Who do you want to wrestle? Uh, my first choice was Darby Allen. Okay. And at the time, he was unable to do it because WWN. For the people that don't know, Darby Allen is the skateboard goth guy on AEW, and he comes to the ring riding a skateboard. He's yeah. my favorite. He's a skate. He has a skateboard yeah. company. Yeah. He's We're in old. our 30s, by the way. <laughs> That's right. We're cool as fuck. Cool as shit. Yeah, man. So when that fell through, I said me and a former member of the 1%, my good friend Alexander James, I said the two of us against the insane clown posse. Yeah. I got no response for about three hours and left on red. And then they said, how about Chris Brooks? And I said, he's a British guy. He's tall. He's, he's good. But I was like, all right, cool. I'm just happy to be on the show. So you really want to wrestle the family? I do want to. Yeah. I, so they don't wrestle anymore, though, is what I was told. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> I did don't know you, if they ever should. Did you go to the March of the Juggalos? No. I did because I'm a goddamn patriot. <laughs> I did. I believe you. I Do you know what was on the... That was the same day as the, the, the mother of all marches. I didn't know that. That was the same day, same field as the Trump rally 
the March of the Juggalos had at least 10 times more people. <laughs> it was awesome. And then you know what I did later that night? I saw Arcade Fire at the then Verizon Center because I'm the champion of the 1%. Because I'm a white guy. Those were expensive. Like tickets. you. Yeah. How does it feel? It's good. I Isn't like it? the Arcade Fire. Yeah, Isn't it? white. Yeah. Okay. It's the best. Have you thought about changing your intro music to Arcade Fire? Do they have any songs that really get you like fired up? Neighborhoods number three or some shit. It I don't fucking know. Just one, know. Of, the <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> of the neighborhoods. Funeral seven. Yeah. yeah. There's that one song on the suburbs that's just like an A chord over and over again. Yeah, that one. Play play it. Yeah, play that. Oh, one. all right. Yeah, yeah. It's no just cards that for five minutes or whatever. Um I like you. You gotta bring out a kid in a cage. I or put a kid in a cage. I don't want to box you in. You have to box a small child in because that's <laughs> because that's what WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump is doing. Sure. And I just want to remind everyone they're putting kids in cages and no one seems to give a fuck. That's like two years. The Super now. Showdown is available on the WWE Network on February 27th. Kids in cages consistently. If you ever want to just Google kids in cages, it's happening now. It's a fucking amazing time to live in right now. Isn't it great? Yes. I like you a lot. Thank you for not just leaving as soon as I brought up my brilliant idea. Do you, what if I ended this like it was a Piper's Pit and I smashed a fucking p- beer bottle on your face? Would you be upset? Yeah, I wouldn't be happy. That's though. fair. Probably. I think that's a fair response. Um, does your wife come to see you? She came, I think the most recent time was uh, the primetime show in July. Yes. So that's DC's company. Yeah. Or one of the now many DC independent wrestlers. What does she say? She said, you looked like you had more moves than some of the people. That's fair, though. You've been doing this a lot longer. Yeah, I guess. And does that make you upset? I, I, I don't know. It feels like this kind of a loaded compliment. That's like that's well, not a loaded compliment. More experience than the others. Is she but saying like you should be at a higher level, or is she saying like these people suck, or is it? Both? I think I think it was a cynical like some of these people, psh, but she doesn't know what she's talking about. So so good job uh, burying your wife and putting and over the company, the company. <laughs> and like literally burying everyone. Yeah. It's a perfect response. Uh, if you could have anybody design your T-shirt, who would you have? Graphic design matters. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Still life with apricots and pears is an excellent graphic designer. Thank you so much. Um, why do you think that there's no Heyman putting wrestling in Studio 54 now? W- why isn't there any promoter trying to book something s- relatively risky at, say, Black Cat or 930 and making it a cool thing that non-wrestling fans would be attracted to? I think that does exist more than okay. it had, at least in the last, like, 15 years. I sure. think now it is a little cool. Like, you see more bar shows. You see now, like... You said you don't like death matches, which it's not. I fucking hate my cup of tea either. I hate it. But uh, like the no ring death match is happening. I've seen those in like eclipse at bar shows in like Brooklyn and stuff, and that's fine. Right. But like that's I, not good. Yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily a track. Like somebody's probably not watching that, and like I should probably get the WWE Network. Yeah. I, I just want it to make. I love the art, and what you guys do is so impressive, and I think you deserve better than where you're at. And I don't want it to sound like a backhanded compliment, but inevitably it is. Because, like, I don't like these venues. Not a knock on the venues. I'm glad you guys have wrestling. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, I want it to be at a cool spot. I would agree. That's all I'm saying. I mean, the, when NXT did their At the tour, Anthem. Right, they were it at the Anthem. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. And I'm assuming the two, wrestling, the two non-wrestling fans that I brought loved it. Yeah. 
That was the gimmick. It was perfect. And I understand the anthem is incredibly expensive, but yes. like, how much could DC Nine cost to do something in that se in this second floor? Lolo, get on that. Yeah, Move yeah. back from Chicago <laughs> right. for like a day and do that. Anyways, I like you quite a bit. Your gimmick is brilliant. My ideas are better. Bring a kid in a cage. People love it. You hear the people yeah, they're like <laughs> they're applauding. They love it. Where's it? Where's uh? What's the next thing you want to plug? Uh, I will be in Cleveland or Lakewood, Ohio tomorrow. Uh, and how are you getting there? I will be driving. Oh my god! That's six hours, and I think they just had a blizzard. Oh my god! Uh, so I'll be in Lakewood, Ohio tomorrow. Following that, where am I? Are you in DC anytime soon? Are you next at the next prime time? No, the next prime time is um. The Butch First Gore Show, which is more LGBTQ. So I'm not on that show. Uh, go support it, though, please. But April, I think they're on it. Those two definitely know. Anything at DC Brow that you're going to be on upcoming? Butch First Gore is DC Brow, right? Oh, that's at DC Brow? What's the next Flying V show? Is Will you be at that March 21st? March 24th. Yeah, and there's potentially. 24th? 21st. 2-1. Nothing. You're good. I'm <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> March 21st, Flying V Theater, Silver Spring. There we go. There you go. This is you. You, Chris Kelly, has been recommending this place nonstop. These shows usually sell out. This show might already be I, sold out. It is out. sold out, I believe. There you go. That's great. Also, uh, Orange Cassidy, high chance he will be there. You and him. I want you to be in the stable. Me and Orange Cassidy together? You, Orange Cassidy, MJF, combining the stable. You pull MJF out of the current stable he's in, and then you, you betray them. That's six months of AEW booking right I there. I wrestled that Wardlow, actually, before as well, who's now his, uh, his guy. In wrestling terms, a heater. Yeah, yeah. So I, my thought always had been, if AEW ever contacted me, like, what could you do for us? I'd be like, I'll just get beat up for MJF. But now they got... That guy instead. I mean, you should just be the one, the champion of the 1%. You choke him out with a scarf. And you say, rich people don't need scarves. We have private fucking cars. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, it's not complicated. I like you quite a bit. Thank you for doing this show. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, you. please put your hands together for Logan Easton LaRoe. Was that real American? By uh, Hulk Hogan. He wrote that song. <laughs> Biblical name, Hulk Hogan. Nathan Luft, I am so sorry that I'm keeping you from your amazing game. I like you. Uh, I've only heard amazing things about you. All the people that I like like you. And they said that you and I should talk about Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, please take hands and together for Nathan Luft, everybody! Hello, friends. How you doing? Brandon, I cannot wait to disappoint you. Uh, hello, friends. How you doing? I am a uh, comedian, but first and foremost, I am an impressionist. Would you like to hear an impression, folks? Wonderful. Absolutely. Impression. Here's my impression of a conspiracy theorist who also likes to do Beyonce cover songs. Are we ready? Here we go. <coughs> who runs world? Lizards. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I have the documents. I have the documents. Um, I got here uh, on a bus. Anyone? Any bus riders? But one, two. It's a little too much of a this thing here, but that's good. One, two. A little. The the, the, the angle was a little too acute. So, there, there it is. One, two. Bus riders. The rest of you, bus riders, bus riders. Right in the middle, or like, go fuck yourself. Out of my sight, you poor. That's okay. Uh, I was on a bus. I saw an ad. It said, uh, we can cure malaria. You just have to join a medical experiment. You can make up to $4,000. We just need healthy adults. I know. Now, folks, I used to do these experiments in college. I was very poor. And I can promise you, you are not getting healthy adults for the experiment. I showed up, they're like, are you healthy? I said, I am answering an ad on the bus. <laughs> Level of healthy. <laughs> and that's where my health is at. But your only other volunteer designed the app for the Iowa caucus. So I am he I'm healthier. I'm healthy-ish. It's the only city where you get an O for that. Jesus Christ. Do you know the guy? Do you know the guy? You all know the guy. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but I get it, because some of you are still not sold, right? Can I understand? $4,000, that's a lot of money. Even though I'm saying don't do it, you're like, I want to do it. $4,000, that's a lot, you know? And I understand if you're a bus rider, what can we buy for 4000 We can buy a 2003 Toyota Corolla. That is my dream car. That is my dream car. We can buy a new mattress. I am living a used mattress lifestyle. That's what I'm doing, you know? But I can promise you, folks, with my experience, I can promise you, for $4,000, they are going to give your ass malaria. That's how that ends. You have malaria now. You better use that money and buy a new mattress because your ass is gonna be in bed for quite some time. <laughs> Thank you, Haywood. That laugh is going to pick up on the recording as I knew it would. Um, I really want to go see the dance show, Shen Yun. Has anyone heard of Shen Yun? We've heard of Shen Yun, we've got the ads, right? Does anyone not know? Does anyone not understand what Shen Yun is, what I'm saying, Shen Yun? You s you've seen the ads, though. It is an ad of like all neon colors, a lady dancing, maybe in the side of a bus, on the internet. Now you know what it is, right? Absolutely, it's everywhere. Shen Yun is absolutely everywhere. Uh, and if you've seen the ad, you must be thinking to yourself, is this a cult? And <laughs> I did the research, turns out, kind of. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. It's put on by a group called Falun Gong, the leader of which believes that he can walk through walls and turn invisible, which I don't believe. I don't think that's real. Now, if he could said he could turn water into wine, now that's a miracle I can get behind. 
wait 2,000 years, that's funnier. Um, that's, it's better if you think about it that way. <laughs> but here's the thing. Just wait until the next part of the joke. It's amazing. Can you believe it? I'm just about to get there. <laughs> I really am. Shen Yun and the Chinese government do not like each other. Shout out. Do not like each other. They don't. I prepared for these contingencies. They don't. The Chinese government will slash the tires of the Shen Yun thing. When they're on the bus, they're going to a show, they slash the tires. And to, yeah, absolutely, because the Shen Yun's against the Chinese uh, communist government. It kind of reminds me of Tom and Jerry a little bit. Yeah, but instead of cat versus mouse, it's Chinese spies versus the power of dance. Who will win? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, Haywood, you're kind of milking it a little bit. Um, no, 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 it's all right. That's all right. That's okay. We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> Here's another thing that the Chinese spies will do. This is, I swear to God, true. They will buy tickets to the Shen Yun show. They will go to the show, they will watch it in its entirety, and they will write negative reviews. They do this. This is true. I found something, I uh, found one of the reviews, and this is what they wrote. Uh, a Chinese spy wrote about the Shen Yun show. Uh, give me a sec. It said that Shen Yun has tacky taste and low artistic standards. I didn't know as long as as well as being authoritarian, the Chinese government are also catty theater critics. <laughs> your outfits are gaudy! I find your show to be shallow and pedantic. Also, you're under arrest! Okay. It's <laughs> the light, fuck yeah. Do we want to take a little risk? I got the light, you want a little risk? You might love me or you might hate me at the end of this one. That's overhyping it. You, you'll just dislike me. You won't hate me. You'll dislike me. Uh, okay. Here's how we go. Uh, does anybody get internet ads that they don't think they deserve? Absolutely. Because the internet, it's by, like the Shen Yun show. It, it takes all the things you've Googled and it spits out an ad that is just for you, tailored for you. This is a long way of saying I've been getting pro-Trump ads on the internet. <laughs> I don't know why, perhaps it is every single part of my demographic, but that's, you know. <laughs> Other than that, no idea. <laughs> but I've been getting pro-Trump ads on the internet and I don't want those ads. I don't want them. And frankly, folks, I don't believe I deserve those ads because that is not what I meant when I Googled Latinas getting fucked. Thank you so much. Yeah, Nathan, everybody, Nick, thank sit you. down. You need the mic. Thank you. Please sit. Oh, thank you. Bring that. You need that. Oh, I do need you it. You know how that works. You did not disappoint. Thank you. You might be my favorite. Wow. Are you straight? Yeah. Straight That's white male right comic in DC that I've seen in the last five years that I don't already know. Thank you. I just There's only three of those guys. There's only three I of them. I just insulted almost all of your peers. 
I will Facebook Messenger all of oh them. Oh my! Please feel free. Bucket's here. I've known Bucket for over ten years, so Bucket's fine. I like. Am Bucket I recording? By the way. Yes, it's still going. The recording is still going. You're, I still have you saying that you're on great. the thing. Thank you. That's probably because you're not from here. Let's bury the local scene. Okay, so yeah. you're not from here. Where, where are you from originally? Where'd you start? I I started in Champaign, Urbana, right. Illinois. There you go. Right there. I started there, um, and that's the f I did about like three or four sets, and then I I gave up for about like a year. Were you still in college at the time? I was still in Champaign's college. Champaign's a yeah. college town. You you, you went to U of I. Yes. University of Illinois. Yes. Uh, they're known for their not at all racist mascot. And yeah. Roger Ebert, home of Roger Ebert. Yes, true. That's it. That's it. And both are deceased. Yeah. The mascot and Roger Ebert, both deceased. But if you want, you go to YouTube, you could uh, Google <laughs> last Illinois mascot dancing game at a basketball game. They're and, crying. And they're crying, <laughs> and it's blatantly wrong. It's so wrong. He's whiter than us. That's a lie. He's the same pigment as us. It's so wrong. Full headdress. Can I tell you that I they had Was that you? No, but they had a thing called the next dance. Well, the year they got the year they got rid of him, they had another thing where they had an un unlicensed uh, thing, and I went to it. You're a bad person. I went to it. I was into it, and then and then I w and then I uh, I had a, I had a friend in theater. I was in theater, and we got drunk, and I was a freshman, and he was a senior. I told him that I went to the next dance, yeah. and he berated me drunkenly for about two hours sure. straight, which I deserved, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never, I was like, that's it. The chief, it, it's done. I can't ever go back to that. That's which is done. great. Let's bring it back to reality. Yeah. What are you going to do as soon as the show's over? I'm going to go watch Illinois basketball. Yeah, he is. <laughs> You've learned nothing. Our logo is a big I. It's the letter I now. <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, no, you're actually good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How old Thank are you? you? I am 28. 28. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're good. Thank Why you. Why <laughs> are so many of your peers bad? <laughs> uh, where, where should I begin? Uh, no, no, no. Anyway, like, throw a dart. What, I don't care. Like in what? Uh, I mean, like if you narrow down a little bit. I, I can here's I'll talk why, on here's it. I'll speak on maybe it. Maybe I... People like to know. People like to hear what they've experienced, and yeah. six of your eight minutes were bus related, and that's why I like <laughs> it so much. Because I relate. I've ride the bus, so I get that. But you didn't mention your dick once. No, that's I used to. My first year of comedy, I did for sure, absolutely. But I intentionally got rid of that. You don't seem to have any anger. Uh, oh, I'm full of it. I'm sure you are, <laughs> but it seems to be directed at the right person, which is you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is the best part of my day, honestly. Yeah. Most days. That's a love you, girlfriend. Um. But but <laughs> but you seem to be doing this for all of the right reasons. Like you. Thank you. You're not. You don't seem to be using this as therapy. No. And I realize I, it's I don't think it's so. a, like I, I shouldn't be because clearly I sometimes do it and that's not good. But like I, I really really enjoyed you tonight. Thank you. I have you nothing so negative to say, which is a very <laughs> weird thing. Um, do you like this city for comedy? Yeah, I think good. it's one of the best. Where do you Honestly. like to go up? Um uh some of the best rooms in the city. Uh I'm obviously the Big Hunt, but I want to go more underappreciated stuff. Uh Big Hunt, Cafe St. X is very good. This I love this format. This format's awesome. Um, what are some other ones? Uh, so you're 30 yeah. seconds into an answer, and you've named three places in that a are major like the city. Most, yeah, that's not necessary. No, don't clap for that. That's not good. You should no. be able to name ten. 
I think of the best, the best. You the ones I recovered like. completely, and I apologize to you, and I apologize to you. You're a supportive person. And I I never I wanted him to feel bad, not you. That's the, that's the there point. was a great mic called Hot Beef. It oh, please at, continue. It was at Desperado, and it closed up. But I love doing that because if you did a joke that bombed, everyone would shout Hot Beef at you like that. That's good. I like if you that. bombed. That's that was, great. That was one of my favorites, but it closed up. But Desperado is still there. It's the Burger Place Man, on U Street. I just re- I just really like. I got nothing to say. It's it's so <laughs> it's so. I have nothing. I have no problems with any of your material. Uh, you seem to like this. You seem to like doing what you're doing. I enjoy all of the bus yeah. stuff. You're punching in the right direction, uh, which is it is therapy. I mean, it is like I do it. I do it is therapy for me, but it is like it's how you frame the therapy. It's like this is the one of the best parts of my day. Sure, sure. So why shouldn't I be happy doing it? Because it is like the most fun. That so I what have. you're saying is like you really relate to the Academy Award nominated for Best Picture Film Joker. Joker. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you knew where I was going with that. Woo! <laughs> yeah, man, I got nothing because at a certain point, I'm just gonna stalt and stalt and see you for no reason. I like your shoes. I like your jeans. Thank you. I I feel like that <laughs> might be a Gap sweatshirt that I relate. I just really like it. I just like you. No, are we in love? No, we're not in love. I love my wife and my child. I don't love you. I like your you have your a child? comedy. Yeah, I do. It's great. How old is your child? Six months. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's great. What's the name of your child? Uh, what's your name? Nathan. His name is Nathan. It's is so it weird. Real? Yeah, it's really that. <laughs> is that real? That's real. Yeah. Honestly, uh, does, he a, does he have a Facebook or like an Instagram or Twitter? Just I'm trying to get up. Just LinkedIn and MySpace. Uh, <laughs> I won't reveal my kid's name ever on the show. So every That's time I fair. do it, I change it. So tonight's my kid's name is Nathan. Uh, nice. The first time I introduced him, he was named Piggy after the Nine Inch Nails song Piggy. Uh, which is a, is, is a it's a wonderful song uh, uh, that is anti-cop. So I named my kid after a Nine Inch Nails song Piggy. Do you like uh, Do you like LCD sound system? Not really. No, because you you get you get like the you the lead singer look kind of looking like the lead singer. I want to kick you off the show now because I actually work out. So fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. You no, 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 like, no. Shut you the fuck up. This no, is my okay. show. That's how it works. I'm going to pretend retire and have Chuck Klosterman introduce me on a fucking Vanity Project documentary wanker. Wanker. I'm British now. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck James Murphy. Even though his taste is impeccable. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, the most recent album, the one that's like two, three years ago, it was very disappointing until I heard yeah. the cover of the woman from uh, what's uh, from Metric. She, uh, Emily Haynes did a, a cover of mm. one of the songs on that record. And then I was like, oh, no, he, those songs are actually good. I just didn't like the presentation. Yeah, He's on the right is. side of history about everything. I just... I have a weird thing where I don't like anyone that bills anything as the last and then doesn't refund their fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like LCD Sound System, we're like, we're going to do one last show at Terminal 5 in New York and one big show at MSG. And then they added like three more. And some of the staff members here at the One Line Barroom, like they went to that show at the Terminal 5 and like, and like the third uh, show they added. And tickets were like over $100 and then they're playing MSG with a cameo from Donald Glover <laughs> in the documentary, and then they get back together. It's like, why did I spend fucking two hundred dollars on this? And that, I, I, get just, it. I just, I just get, get so mad at those bands that don't give refunds. One of my favorite bands is an oldie band. I don't know why, like, but it's the band, and they did the last one. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And then they got back together, and it's like they did that too. They got back. It, no one ever, if it says the last blank, it's never the last blank. They will, and they'll, it's, they'll. Come and back. it's fine to do like the character thing, like when Bowie yeah. did Ziggy Stardust, and we killed Ziggy Stardust. Totally fine. We killed the character. I get that. Yeah. And it's it's very different if it's a Fugazi thing where like we charge five dollars. That's fine. But anybody that's 
sort of milking it. Like, I had a big problem with Dinosaur Jr. coming back, big problem with Slater Kenny. It's the same mm. thing. It's just like, give a free concert to a giant field in a neutral space, and then we're yeah. good. But until you do that, it's like you ripped off everyone. Yeah. Just, just don't yeah. say it's the last. You don't have to do that. Just say hiatus or something. Don't say anything. Because, yeah. honestly, no one gives a shit. That's actually why I liked my chemical romance. They, they weren't my cup of tea, per se. I'm a little older for them. But, like, they just were like, we're not going to do anything for a while. And then once the tour was over, they're like, I guess we're broken up. They didn't milk it. Yeah. And now that they're back, it's fine. I know this is such a weird thing. Anyways, um, LCD Sound System. Because you also set yourself hold, up. Shut the fuck up. LCD oh. Sound System. I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. Like, LCD Sound System third record is damn near perfect. Yeah, and um, if they if that was actually their last album, they would have a almost impeccable catalog. I agree. That's all. I agree. And you look like James Murphy, but like two thousand. Not a compliment. He's looks not good. He looks good. He, no, he doesn't. He looks horrible. Um, I do have one James Murphy actual story. Uh, so before I did this show, um, I was in bands and DJs and all that shit. So whenever I would go to a different city, I would try to book a DJ gig because I was broke. And I was like, well, if, they, if you're DJing, they'll give you money and alcohol. So I booked a DJ gig in Brooklyn, and their, their decks broke that night. And they're like, we can't. You can't DJ. So, uh, well, here's like... 20 bucks and have a bunch of beers. And um, I was yeah. being a dick and I was making negative comments about LC didn't sound system. And some guy in the bar was very upset with me and tried to fight me because he's James Murphy's brother. <laughs> so uh, I learned that if I'm going to talk shit about James Murphy, I need to do it in a microphone making eye contact with a person just in case it's James Murphy's brother. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I really like that band uh, to a point. Don't ever say that again. It's not a compliment. I like you quite a bit. Uh, social media <laughs> handle is Nathan underscore. Nathan underscore left. And Instagram, I'm uh, I'm going to post more. It's uh, it's your Nate mate. Well, you just lost all of the goodwill, so we're gonna <laughs> say good night. It's Nate mate, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Nathan Luft, everybody. Good job. Go watch U of I basketball. Now Ian Graham is playing the hit song "Lose Yourself" from the film Eight Mile. It's about a 30-year-old man who didn't go to therapy, therefore he blames his mother about everything. Coming to the stage is one of my favorite people. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Haywood Turnipseed Jr., everybody. <laughs> Similar to Eminem, also hates his mother and complains about her lack of breastfeeding. How are you 20-something and know if whether or not your mother breastfed you? That's fucked up, Eminem. Anyways, here's Haywood. Haywood, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. What's happening? Uh, happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> All right. All right. How does it feel that Rush Limbaugh got a Medal of Honor during Black doing History Black, Month? Exactly. You hit it on the head, Rush Limbaugh. You know what I hear? My favorite Rush Limbaugh moment? Please. When he got arrested for fucking Quaaludes or whatever the fuck it was he had. <laughs> oh, cracker-ass cracker. Ass cracker. <laughs> <laughs> to make the love. They're only clapping because he got a Medal of Honor, you know. <laughs> and then the little black girl got a, a scholarship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Call that balance. This, what, the, what the fuck episode of Scandal is this I'm watching? <laughs> what the fuck is... And this is called the State of the Union. <laughs> These niggas. I only care about the State of the Universe, which is a one-time special on the WWE Network oh from 2016. God. Yeah, Anyways. the 1%. Hey! Yeah. I like the white guy who was like, I'm the champion for white guys. Yeah. I was like, that's the shit right there. 
Way to go. I followed you on Twitter, man. That is, that is, <laughs> that is cool. He was like, I didn't broke a rib for wrestling. I like that. And I will I, break nothing for wrestling. <laughs> I won't even break a buck. But That's right. <laughs> and then I was like, he's sitting next to a... You, are you a wrestler also? No. Oh, I was like, he's a big nigga. I was like, what the... F-? Too much. Too yep. much. Too much for white people. Because uh, <laughs> then he walked up on me. I was like, he's a wrestler too. He's obviously. Oh. And then I was like, I'm stereotyping. And then I was like, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> All the white people are now uncomfortable. Now? Not the 20 minutes I talked about kids in cages? Now? No, that was fine. That's Thank tr- you so that, much. That's true. Whenever a black man says something, it's Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> happy Black History Month. Because it's called white guilt. Oh, I love to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to highlight this evening? Oh, man. Hey, look at Nathan Love coming back to get his phone because I'm on it. <laughs> you son of a snitch. I'm fucking... Nathan Love, he was doing really good, man. Yeah. He, he had a good set. Then I know. Started, you guys sat down and started talking white, and I checked out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get like, that. I was like, welcome to Aurora, Illinois. I was like, look at Wayne and Gar for the show. <laughs> How dare you insult Wayne's role? <laughs> a show brought to you by a seasoned actor from New York and a Canadian man set in Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I watched Wayne's World 2 recently. This was on my mind. I was like, it's this was terrible. No, it's not. No, it's it not is a good, terrible. No, it's not. It's, it's not a yes, good... Stop, hold on. It's not, a, you're wrong. Okay. Hear, hear me out. It's your show. It's, <laughs> Wayne's World 1 is damn near perfect. It, Wayne's World right. 2... Hold on. Wayne's World 2 is not a good film, but as a series of individual scenes, it's amazing. It's great. It's the same with Walk the Line. Oh, Walk the Line... Say, did he do that? It's a, it's a vignette? I no, 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 watch no, no, a series no, 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 no,
Like, Watchmen is the shit. Hold on, stop. <laughs> Hold on. Are you referencing the TV show or Both. the movie? Okay. Both. Both are great. The book, the movie's okay, because, but it's a great take on the book. It's, it, here's what the book did to me. Uh, this is what we're going to talk about. Well, it's a slow motion love scene to Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, Hallelujah, yet you stand by this movie. That's one of the dumbest Hallelujah. things. Nigga, I like R&B music. You know how many slow motion love scenes I have watched? <laughs> I literally had to learn that Teddy Pendergrass was doing wrong when he said, turn out the lights. <laughs> Light a candle. <laughs> like, she might not have wanted to come over. I said that to say. I understand. I said that to say, when we look at the movie The Watchmen, if you have read the comic, the graphic novel, the, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is it is, yeah, yeah. it is a great depiction of a film version sure. of a novel. You know, it's like watching, uh, this is why we like Dancing with Wolves. You can lose yourself in it. But they cut out one of the main stories from That's the only to make it a movie, which is why I like it, because they had to make it a movie. Because they, they didn't know we, the, the people, are so fucking sheeple that we need endings. We can't Hold think, we, we, what the fuck happened? Nigga, you don't know. This is called the present. You know why it's called the present? Because it's a gift. I completely disagree. That's some hack shit, and everyone's booing you. <laughs> because the future, you don't know what the future holds. No one's saying we knew. We in the West, and this is true about if you look at Western film versus Eastern, and I'm talking about like from uh, just coming from like movies from just fucking like uh, uh, like something like a uh, uh, Kurosawa, sure. Seven Samurai, some of yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. There's, these are not good people, but they do a good thing. And we are not used to that from this thing because so we need a open set of So where does the slow motion love scene to Leonard Cohen's well, Hallelujah fit in? Well, I'm saying the slow motion love scene was, I, I, I mean, I like that song. <laughs> okay, they cut out I one of the cool main with. stories. They cut out the entire human aspect of the story of the kid and the newspaper box owner. Sorry, no, newspaper well, if you watch the extended version, it's in there. Okay, that's not the version in theaters. That because count. people can't sit for very long. Or he's not a good filmmaker. No, he is. Well, I, I disagree. He's a pretty. I mean, like three hundred was a great take on okay, Frank Miller's 300. version. Three hundred. Great. Did you? <laughs> I mean, this is, these are these are these are not good. Three hundred's only okay. Oh, dude! If you like fucking, if you understand what the three hundred for that story, when you hear the story of three hundred people standing against the Persian fucking empire, it looks like that in your mind if you have an imagination. Now, imagination is the biggest nation because we go, oh my god, it had to be these motherfuckers had to be superpowered in individuals to stand against fucking Xerxes and his fucking. This nigga had coin. Like, the fucking Spartans hadn't seen. But this is what. See, this is the bullshit about. And this is what I want to talk about. And when we talk about uh, this, when we do this segment. Yes. Color and commentary. Yes. Uh, we do this segment because we, we, we comment on uh, basically the show from a colored perspective. Uh, but what we're going to comment on right now is history. History is so convoluted in America because we only learn from it from a Western point of view. Mm -hmm. We only learn about Europe. We only learn about Russia as our enemy. What we don't learn is that there was fucking, okay, this is what, 2020? Yes, we forget that there was what fucking how long have people been on the planet? So there's at least ten thousand years. Oh, but wait, when you get to Egypt, you find out there's another hundred thousand years. Sure, sure. And then when you get to Nubia, you find out there's another goddamn five hundred thousand years. And then you get to these people, the Dogobon, who actually talk to aliens, and you find out, oh shit, people have been doing this shit over and over and over and over and over again. But we only learn from it through a prism that makes white culture impervious. 
So then when you learn about these other people, you got they had to be super beings to take on these motherfuckers. And then when you read the story, you'll find out who the fuck, uh, uh, whoever the king of the Spartans was at that time, and that these motherfuckers was just like you and I, that they actually were some dudes who was like, yo, fuck that bullshit. Sure. And then that the story just went on, and it got bigger and bigger and grander, because we as human beings, like us in America, we tell what? Tall tales. So we make the story bigger than fucking what it was. Sure. But, but when we do that, we minimize Every fucking thing else. That's why it doesn't matter what the enemy is in the Watchmen because it's all of us. I understand that, but what you're what you're describing does never excuse. Yeah, you, you can snap. You can snap. It, <laughs> what you're saying does they ain't gonna not. Ain't gonna get that on the podcast, but that was some hot shit. What right? <laughs> does does not explain Gerard Butler's abs, which are a lie. That is a lie. But it does explain. It's a the lie. Spartan workout. It, no, it does doesn't. explain. It's a fucking lie, and that's why kids take steroids because Spartan of Gerard Butler's false abs. They see those abs. They think I can get that. He never had those. Hence, those are lies. Hence the Spartan workout. Fuck you guys, man. So listen, this is what we do. And this is what I love about American society. We have learned to capitalize on everything. Nigga, there was a time when I used to have to go in back alleys like Harry Potter to buy shea butter. Now I can go into Target. <laughs> I used to have to go into a fucking wizard's camp to go get fucking purple pepper, the Castile soap. It was like, what is that kind of soap you use? Natural? You smell like earth. I know I do. Like, remember Tom's toothpaste? You can buy that shit in fucking Giant, <laughs> which is uh, Giant is a chain of stores for people who are listening uh, across the seas. Yeah. I say that to say, the fact that this shit is now popular, uh, or should, I shouldn't say popular, but mainstream, that mm-hmm. I can get it anywhere, that means that we've done our job as, as, as growing up and making sure that we're at the table. Sure. But capitalism is doing its job and making sure that it can what? Become the one motherfucking percent and make a buck off this shit. So what you're because saying if is- you can make a dollar, nigga, you can make cents. So what, <laughs> so what you're saying is you- This is sort of like a you trip- You my favorite new wrestler, nigga. I was like- so <laughs> he's like, fuck it. I so this is essentially that. like a tribute to Rush Limbaugh is what you're saying. If capitalism is king, well, Rush is king. Rush, look at him. He got A. Not, <laughs> a. You when don't know where think, to go. No, 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 because when we think about it, this is motherfucker. You're thinking about it. You don't know where to Obama, go. Obama, we look at Obama, right, and we go, oh, my God, this is, this is where we are as Americans. This is where we are as a society. This is where we're going. We have the future by the balls. And then Donald Trump comes along and goes, not yet, bruh. <laughs> and then fucking Russ Limbaugh goes, I got him elected. And you know what I want? I want to say that I want to get my uh, – first of all, when they give out the presidential medals of freedom, yeah. they give those out in a ceremony with a bunch of other people who get these things. Correct. So for this shit to happen on the House floor at, during his impeachment, at the time where, like, this motherfucker said he had cancer, he was like, you remember when I got you elected? Yeah. That's all that shit was. Of course. So literally, it was consumerism and capitalism on a grand scale. And I was like, one thing I had to step back and go, God, I had to clap at it and applaud and go, these motherfuckers got it together. Exactly. To the and that's why you they should come. It. And that's exactly why you should like Wayne's World 2. It's no <laughs> different. <laughs> this is Wayne's World 2. That's it, exactly oh, what I'm saying. Right. And fucking Obama is Wayne's World and Wayne's World up until... Then this shit is Wayne's World too, and the only reason and and Austin Powers three. <laughs> Beyonce's greatest moment, Austin a, Powers three. This is some bullshit because it's like get in my belly because if America is the belly of the motherfucking beast, then these motherfuckers have devoured it whole, and they don't know when to spit up and throw up and spit this shit out. And I'm like, 
Okay. So this Too has much. been a Mike Myers slash Rush Limbaugh tribute show. Well, it's not. This is an ode to black history. Once again. And all I will say is black people did this first. <laughs> I don't know if you want this before. This is how Egypt became Egypt because when history, when black people started, when Earth started, right? People was like, you know what? I can't work with you. And then they moved people on, and then and they was like, move people out. And then people was like, I want to go get that back. And then those people came back, and then this is the culture that we have now, and it's all our fault anyway. And I do want to come out here and apologize for y'all being like this. this I will. <laughs> Because if, if it's 1% of y'all that's got it, it's 99% of us that fucked up. <laughs> well, I think that's a good way to end it. Haywood, I like you quite a bit. Uh, if you want to see Haywood, uh, all you got to do is put Wayne's World 2 into YouTube and watch clips of Wayne's World 2, and then Haywood will show up at a local comedy show. Another way to do that is to listen to Rush Limbaugh's syndicated show because Haywood's a loyal listener and developed what? Oh. On the lines of capitalism, I do want to take a quick moment to uh, sponsor myself and say, uh, check out my website, but also check out a, sc a special called The District of Comedy on BLK Prime. That is not a porn site. That is actually a site that is Asian. It's called BLK Prime. And uh, if you don't- well, Hold on, stop. Did you just say it's not a porn site, it's Asian? <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah, because they come from like uh, Indonesia or some shit like that. Uh, this, that's Asia, right? Yeah, that is Asia. <laughs> I know. I but know. it's weird to go from, it's not a porn well, cause, site. Because Facebook won't let me repost it because it says BLK Prime. And I was like, I know what you're thinking, Facebook. All the, it, all the bullshit that goes out on Facebook. And I want to post my motherfucking special. And this is the shit that can't get posted. All the, anyway, nigga. So I'm done with Zuckerberg and I'm on my way to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang out over there. Twitter's never done anything bad yeah, for the world, out the so it's called great. District of Comedy. I'm on episode two. My homie Leon Scott is on episode one. And Jenny Tillery is on episode three. It's about D.C.-based comedians uh, who are really hoping to make it into the mainstream so we can uh, share this with the public. That's great, man. So, uh, yeah, check it out. BL, uh, Haywood Turnip C. Jr., uh, that's my website. Take a quick pause for the calls because I need some money, too. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Good job.